Hello and welcome to this episode 52 of the Northern Invasion podcast. We have myself, Stu West, and I am joined this fine um, autumnal evening by none other than uh, Master Nathan Watson. Good evening. And Lispot, JP Gannis. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Not bad. Could yeah, be better. Good. Could have good, though I didn't know who was going to answer first, so... <laughs> You just answered at the same time. <laughs> Everybody just holds breath until you hear somebody else speak. No, no, it's been a while. Been a while since we've uh, we've chatted. I suppose it's it's difficult difficult to chat when there's there's not regular games and tournaments and things. But there has been some new releases and there's some news and there's some this that's and the other. So we thought we'd come together in in glorious harmony and have a little chat or something like that. Yeah. And it's November, so I'm I, I'm drinking non-alcoholic beer, so there's just no hope for me. Any mistakes I make this evening, I can't even blame on alcohol. It's just my own ineptitude. <laughs> Surely it's lack, a lack of previous, it's previous <laughs> consumption of alcohol, isn't it? <laughs> there we go. Maybe, yeah, yeah. No, it's been what, three weeks or something now, so I have no excuses anymore. Surely it's out of my system. So, yeah. There we go. So here we go then. So hobby update. It has been a little while. It's probably been about four weeks. And I've done little, uh, possibly more than Nathan, if he's if he's having to juggle children, work and um, studies. But I have, what have I done? I have painted Spider-Man out of nice. Crisis Protocol. I've built and painted three flares um as part of my slow grow since last time i've built and primed a mega gargant uh and that's it that's in terms cool. in terms of actual hobby hobby i've done quite a bit of playing though and i've played legion which i'm not going to dwell on too much but i've had a, a full day playing that and that was that was very good i really enjoyed it um yeah that's that's probably me i've got some other bits and pieces i've been doing um I'm at that stage where I've got a list of things I want to do, but I made the mistake of making the list too big. And now I'll sit there and I'll look at the list thinking, right, what am I going to do? And by the time I make a decision, it's too late to make meaningful progress on said thing. I think I just need to narrow the list down. So when I sit down to do a bit of hobby, I know what I'm going to do. You need those smart goals. I, I do. I need something, something definitely that's achievable. It's, I think the problem is I've, I don't know what I want to play next because I'm not being inspired by events. Mm-hmm. So I've got myself where I'm at the position where I need to build and paint a pot and then my ogres are fine to go. Uh, I need to paint this gargan and then I can run three Mortarks and a gargan. Or even better, I've got a double Mortark gargan soul screen bridge with cogs list that I can't wait <laughs> to play. It looks re- it looks like a lot of fun and it's got Arcan and it's got Morbeg's Claw, so he's He's gonna get the gargant in turn one. What is Morbeg's uh, claw? That's the uh, plus two to cast. So Arcan's on plus four to cast the bridge. Um, or the cogs, depending which way round to do it. And then Manfred, who's the other Mortark and taking's on plus two for the other endless spell. So then the gargant goes through the 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 bridge, mm-hmm. and he has a uh, he has the what would it be? He's got his plus two to charge, hasn't he? So he's on yeah. a 
seven inch charge um with a re-roll um so yeah 75 percent of the time it works every time exactly so and if it doesn't work i'm never taking it again but even when it does get in they're just not that good as allies oh my god yeah i'm ready to talk about that as well (laughs) i think we need to maybe later on when we come into it but i mean i I do really want to play it i've got the gatebreaker one to go with death and i only want to really do it so i can smash up some terrain and (laughs) have a bit of fun but counting as one model it makes it a challenge to warrant yeah, spending a quarter of my army on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh but that's that's me so what about yourself nathan um i've done nothing unless we want to include writing an essay on scottish independence in the 14th century or reading greek classical poetry is that a hobby yeah, i hate I it so. <laughs> it sounds like I hate it as much as hobby. There you go. Oh man, are you are you reading Homer? Oh yeah, Homer, Herodotus. Yeah, Herodotus. Is, Herodotus is where it's at. He did some good shit. I'm actually reading that the now, and it's not terrible. Yeah, he was all right. It's not bad, but yeah, no, no hobby. No. I've uh, bought a fair amount, <laughs> sold a fair amount, a hobby. but That's I've not hobby. really painted anything. <laughs> That's hobby. You can yeah. you can class uh, hobby purchases as as hobby. That's legitimate hobby that's got Scott through years and years of uh, <laughs> of uh, hobby. <laughs> so oh, there'll well, be loads well, of hobby to come in the Christmas break. I'm sure I'll okay. get loads of painting done when I've not got school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about yourself, JP? How's your hobby? Yeah, I've been working on uh, my own Mega Gargan. So I'm doing. I'm working on um, my Gits Army. Previously, my Trogs army, but I've been criticized a lot of times because it doesn't have enough Trogs in it to call it that. So it's just my Gits army, and I'm working on my uh, my Mega Trogs. So I got a Trog, go from the Gargan kit with the you know with mushrooms on him and the and the Trog head. He's about half painted. Um, but which yeah, I played a, you, Which head did you use? Uh, I used the Dankhold head. Ah, oh, cool, nice. Um, the one with the, the for the Trog boss actually, you know, where he's got the little. It's got a little skull wrapped around his head in a helmet sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I had to sort of make it a little bit bigger with some green stuff. Um, and I was worried that it would look way too small. And I don't know if I'm just used to it now, but now that he's he's uh, the head's painted, it doesn't look uh, as embarrassingly little anymore. So. It does look small, but I think that adds to it. I think that it's cool that he's got like a tiny yeah, head. He's, yeah, he's got like a little head instead of like an embarrassingly... Like it look, what looks like an accidentally tiny head. Yeah, so. like but if I, you look, if you think about the troll in the first Harry Potter film, yeah. where it's like this tiny little head for the big massive body, it's like that. Yeah, I think I sure think part, I think part of the design is that they've got small heads though. Yeah, they, they're actually, very very bottom heavy, and mm-hmm. it's all a perspective thing, I think, as well, isn't it? Because if you ever draw a giant, uh, and you're drawing it from like the man's eye view if you like yeah. they've got really big legs and wide feet and things and then they taper up because they're supposed to be high and it emphasizes that That's height. True. Yeah. and i think that when you're actually if you look from model's eye view at these gargants they look massive but yeah. they do look like little p-headed guys when you're looking down at them on the table because they're kind of like a big pyramid shape almost yeah they've got that statue think, yeah uh, someone someone we saw some they're modeled with like little model trees on the base uh-huh. And it just, like, I think, as you say, like, when, when it sort of puts them into scale and it just makes them look so, so big. Yeah. 
they got that internal perspective going on. But yeah, I've had similar experience. I charged mine into a bunch of chain rasps, killed six of them. <laughs> right. I actually killed a lot of sisters of slaughter um, with them. So you, you you got sort of potential to high roll, but uh, yeah, counting as one model for 500 points. And which one are you taking? If it's a destruction army, you can take any can. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Bundo. I'm taking the Kraken Eater so that oh, I can that, kick. Is that because you can kick around the objective? Yeah, like that. That's that's just about the only thing. And it's not. It's it's just basically for those some for those few battle plans where you can change the scoring. Yeah, it's you can like, go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's never so, worth. So if you if it changes though, but see, I, I have got on the list of things to talk about here. The FAQ. But it might be worth talking about because it's in the news bit. But we 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 kind of like sliding into news now anyway. Okay. okay. But uh, so I saw the FAQ, and you will huh. probably have more to say about. I just looked at one or two things. The first thing I looked at was clearly the uh, what happens when you punt in the objective into a different zone. Yeah. So the the answer was that it can change the points value, mm-hmm. and people instinctively were thinking about, all oh, right, so you're just going to kick your home one into the middle and make it worth two points instead of four do you know for yeah. the border walls and whatnot <laughs> yeah. i suppose you can also kick the border ones into their home territory and have them all scoring four though can't you and they score one yeah but it's quite a lo- it's a bit of a longer way to kick yeah yeah so. but but it's it's feasible i suppose but yeah, then yeah, yeah. you've got to move to it you've got to kick it you've got probably got to move and kick it again so you and, at minimum you're talking turn four to score really i suppose aren't you yeah and at that point if you're controlling the objective that many times, you're probably yeah. in a good enough spot anyways. But it's still doable. Scorched yeah. Earth, you can kick it out so you can't be burned. Yeah. Um, can you kick it off the board? No. Well, no. I assume not. It doesn't say that, though, does it? I don't know. I think it might <laughs> say that. But does it? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> so, yeah, so in terms of news, then, uh, there, are, there has been the FAQ. Is there anything else that stands out for yourselves in the FAQ? Yeah. Oh, well, there's. I think the the big one that's been causing controversy is the. So there's the FAQ for can we like can gargans hold? Because so they have mightier makes rightier, which is they can choose. Uh huh. Yeah. If they if they don't want to use the normal, they can basically choose to use the normal battle plan rules for scoring or um, their own one, which makes them count as twenty models. Yes. Um, and I sort of thought, and I think a couple of people did, uh, sort of thought that it was for like, okay, if you're on a hero mission, you can choose whether you want to count it. Like, you can still use the hero mission scoring even yeah. though your um, your war scroll says you do something different. So, but they they've FAQ'd it to be like, okay, even if you're not a hero, you can use mightier <laughs> makes yeah. rightier, and and that I think is actually okay. Like. <laughs> I think if they if the FAQ was just look gargants always score with mightier makes rightier despite it, the normal rules that only affects two of the twelve new battle plans and it's cool like maybe it's too strong and it needs to be changed later but like I think whatever I think the thing that's sort of caused the controversy is one the wording of the FAQ is quite confusing it's sort of just like yes to this one specific example which sort of uh, made people. A bit confused, maybe not the best worded. And the other thing is that because you check every single time you're you are contesting an objective, you can be swapping it for each objective multiple times a turn. So if you play on three places of power, your opponent has to both have more models than you and a hero that completed a move that turn 
to yeah. sc- to score. And I think that depending on how egregious you use it, I think it's because you have to complete a move to take control of it. You can basically say when the hero makes a move onto the objective and checks for control, you say, no, it's more models within range. And you don't have more models because I'm in range. And then once they kill you, you turn it back to the heroes have to hold it and they don't get it because they don't complete a move anymore. They completed their move earlier in the turn. So you can make it like impossible to score on three places of power. Um, so I think that is, I mean, I think it's just an accident. I don't think that's intended. I think yeah. the intention is just, you can always score with my dear makes right here if you're playing Gargans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a, that, I, I can see that maybe being house ruled or something like that. Cause it, it's just annoying to explain and annoying to play against. Yeah, I think I think yeah. If there's a loophole there, it'll hopefully get mm-hmm. get reworded at some point. What about yourself, Nathan? Was there anything that stands out for you? I heard some chitter chatter about the throwing attacks still doing three damage, which is always nice. No, but, that, the only thing I really picked up on was what JP was talking about about the the hero mission, and then obviously the fact that they can change the score. That's the the only two things I really picked up on. But I've not really looked into the book a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know about the the three damage throwing attack. Yeah, no. I think I think that's the, I think most of it was as expected. Like uh, the there's an artifact that didn't make you a wizard, but it did give you you could cast arcane bolt and dispel and stuff. So and they yeah. said, oh yeah, you are a wizard. Yeah, nice. Um, not not being blocked in by endless spells is a big one, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but we I can think expect that. expected that. Yeah, but yeah, like I think in most of these scenarios, it's sort of it it's it seems to be. Uh, re- uh, easy to intuit what the intention was, which was like, yeah, they can walk over models, and then we see the FAQ. I think just with the uh, mightier makes readier thing, a bit confusing. I think the throwing rocks thing, sort of neither here nor there. It's good. The rocks no. don't do that much damage, even with the uh, even with the buff, and it, but it's nice, especially because I think most people are going for um, the tr- the tribe where you count as more models, which doesn't get that damage bonus, I believe. That's the Kraken Eater one, isn't it? Oh, no, that's the Wall Stumper one, isn't it? Yeah, so I think the, the Kraken Eater one gets the all the extra models. So take, Takers? Yeah. I think. And so yeah. I think most people are planning on playing that. And so buffs to the other ones. Um, oh, I'm taking the Gatebreaker one because that's the shittest one. But you're not playing Sons of... Oh, wait, are you also going to do a Sons Army? Yeah, yeah, I've got it. So I'm, I'm working on it. I've, uh, I've built my... Uh, Gatebreaker and primed him, and uh-huh. I've I've gone with um, well I, I'm torn now. I've got I got the uh the the big big boy from Forge World, the oh, yeah, bone the grinder, bone. and the bone grinder's not a hero, and he's on a small base, even though he's far bigger than the other ones. Well, so small base is sometimes better. Yeah. Places I've heard people saying there is not a lot of terrain that is shorter than four inches at its tallest point um from people who've been playing so they're like someone i think it was just today someone was like the the bone grinder is not as good but he is at least a little bit more mobile yeah i i mean i like the model i've wanted him for ages yeah. so very, i've got that cool. my idea was to have those two and then a unit of three and three singles of the mm-hmm. of the baby gargants but now i'm i'm half tempted to go with two big ones the bone grinder and a unit of three and just go with like three big boys Sure. Um, one of which being the bone granite, but I'm not sure yet. I have to actually paint one of them first because it was all right building it, and now I've painted it. Now I've uh, primed it, and I've got it sat there looking at me. I'm thinking, God, that's a big model with a lot of shit on it to paint. They are, they are big. 
That's like oh, when I was when I was painting mine, I was rather daunted, um, just by their classic like big model syndrome of like I don't want to ruin it. Or yeah. you, you're just like the first bit of paint is sort of the hardest. Yeah. Um, but it's, def- it's, it's quite fun. They got a big old belly that you can start slapping paint on. So. Yeah, I think that'll be the first thing I uh, slap some paint on. But it doesn't really lend itself to contrast, and a lot of people have said they do. But I think I, uh, I, oh, I, I didn't patch up the joints with uh, green stuff, and now I've primed it. There's some pretty cavernous type seam holes where certain things link together. I think it might be covered when I put the belly plates and things on. Uh-huh. That'll help. But uh, I'm going to paint it before I put those on. But yeah, oh, but yeah, we'll see. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm starting off with the gatebreaker just so I can run in with running with the Death Army. Yeah, and then we'll see. But yeah, well that's good. So in terms of other news, then we've had the Gargan FAQ, we've had the Battle Force boxes announced. Oh yeah. So did you like any of those between you both? Uh, I like the Gits one. Uh, I I think I already have all the Gits stuff. Like. Yeah. Uh, that's in it but if i was starting gets now i think it'd be a pretty cool um pretty cool gets buck for like a mixed if you're a mixed gets player i think those battle forces tend to be pretty good yeah each one looks like good value oh it looks really good well we don't know how much they are yet do we has there not been a price there's not not. been a definite price yet i don't think i think we can kind of assume that they won't be more than 150 retail yeah like I think they one, they're normally like what one hundred to one twenty. Yeah, that's, I think, that's what I had in my mind. Yeah, I think if they're one twenty, I mean things like the the Zinch one and the Ogres one, it'd be good value. I don't know enough about the Gits models to know the KO one. I, I can't see it being the same price as the others just because of what's in it. Uh, it's just like it's unless they, and yeah, but it looks only, a lot smaller. Yeah, they're only like a, a frigate and two and two gun haulers. Oh. And if you think about, I mean, you're not gonna. That's only forty points in the new KO book. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, the negative points, I think. So, <laughs> uh, but I I just don't think that in terms of retail, the the equivalent. Although it might just be because I'm used to start collecting box prices and things. And if you do go by the recommended retail price of the of the frigate and gun haulers sold individually rather than in a stack collecting box. Uh, yeah. Maybe it does work out right, but I I, I don't think I, that I that the same thing when I saw it. I was like, oh that looks a bit smaller and I was like, maybe it maybe I just don't don't uh don't understand the prices. So the the Zinch one is a hundred and seventy two fifty retail. Yeah. So I think you could see them you could see them at one twenty. It'd be a big discount, but probably a little more. Maybe yeah. 140? Yeah. I don't think there would be more than that. I'd hope not. Uh, the Ogre one seems good value. Um, mm-hmm. That's got a lot of good stuff in it. Um, I think somebody was saying it's the same as the Aether War box, but with an extra... Is it the cannon? Have they just added a cannon to it? I don't know. I don't remember what was in that Aether box. A cannon of... and a gargant. So what's in the Feast of, Feast of Bones? Was it? Is that what it was got? That's the Feast one, of, yeah, not the OBR one. What is it in it? In the ogre one? I don't remember. Is that the one with a little gargan? Yeah, it's got a gargan. It's got the the Hell Blaster cannon or whatever it's called, the Iron Blaster. It's got four of the 
lead belchers with the little cannons. It's got, is it six or 12 ogres? Must be 12 gluttons. It looked like a lot of ogres. Yeah, but uh, some of those bases that you see on there are actually the uh, the, the nobblers, um, ah. as, a, as opposed to thing. You have to just have a bit of a squint to to mm. to, to make clear. Um, but yeah, it's to me it looks it looks twelve gluttons, box. two boxes of gluttons, yeah. one box of iron guts, iron guts, one box of lead belchers, one cannon, a tyrant, yeah. a gargant. And the Gargant. So, so how that, much is it for the Gargant box? Like 50 retail? So say no, 25. No. no I think that's Gargan, more. It's like 70 two. for two. Yeah. But it's 75 for two for the Gargants. Yeah. Uh, they had a big hike over the last year or two. Though. I remember buying mine for about £22 a few years ago. My first one. And then suddenly they were like 35 quid each or something. When I was locked. But yeah, if you look at the price of that, it's got a really good basics for the start of a an ogre army in there mm. and i'm getting i'm gonna get that one i think if it's half decent price just because it's that it's that odd number of uh gargants for yeah oh yeah mega gargant list and plus i can then i can bin off my um my beast claw raiders and go full glutton because uh i'm about two thirds to a third at the moment in my ogre army because i've got a a thunder tusk and a unit of six monfang in my um in my glutton army so so yeah the ogre one's 152.50 without including the the small gargant which yeah, is like 30 odd quid now so to 90, yeah. they're all they're all around about the kind of 180 mark yeah if that comes in at like 125 or something i think that's a brilliant price um so. see the thing is is they're always really hard to get hold of because everybody's hesitant to buy them directly from games workshop so yeah. each of the indie rep indie guys get like a couple of weeks yeah. head start to order them but they never get many they always sell out like instantly yeah, yeah. by scalpers and stuff like that i've Kev, already got kevlo yeah <laughs> just buy them and sell them on ebay no i've already got my um my preliminary order in for it so as soon as it as soon as it's on order i'll get one i could if it was 125 i might even consider getting the zinch one as well um when i'd ever paint it i don't know but i've got one of those silver tower boxes sitting upstairs that's got such a load of zinch stuff in as well and i've well no i've got to be honest with myself i'll never paint it Um, (laughs) it's it's got a bad rep obviously for a couple reasons but it's a really the new zinch book is i think a really good book with and like it's got so many ways to play whichever models you want from the zinch um from the zinch line like you can build cool and fun lists and like i think like there's always stuff like you can play host duplicitous without playing a sort of demons based change host and, and stuff like this i think a lot of stuff we haven't seen um but that's still super cool yeah no i think it's a good box uh, i think the other two the ko one i'm underwhelmed with but i think a few people will jump on it because ko have got are pretty strong at the minute so i i'd imagine they won't have trouble selling it uh, the Gits one, I, I don't know enough about the army to know if it's good, but it does look cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I think I, I don't think I think if you're building like the most competitive version, like most things, if you're building the most competitive version, you're probably going very heavily grots, very heavily squigs, or no trogs at all because you want to win. Um, but <laughs> if you are looking to be like, oh, and this is sort of what I'm doing right now, you're like, I want a cool looking mixed 
Gleam Spike gets this with a bit of everything. You can you can make um like a playable list and it, and like having some squigs, having uh, some trogs is um pretty good start for that. It looks the most fun to paint. Like <laughs> Caradron Overlords are oh, it's uh, they look they look horrid to paint. Yeah. Ogre Maw Tribes would probably be not too hard to paint because no. like a lot of skin they're kind of big chunky models, but they're older models, like older sculpts, whereas pretty in fact yet yeah, everything in that gloom spite box is a new sculpt from like the last two years yeah um the zinch one as well is a pain to paint like all the gold trim and stuff like yeah. I, I painted 20 zangar for my first oh, zinch and like it was meant to be a block of 30 but i just sold the last 10 like I, they, they broke me i couldn't do the 30 yeah, man. Um, they're, they must they're be really the worst to paint yeah so like yeah. if you're just like getting into it and you want something fun to paint and like the gloom spite stuff, you've got you've got to expect that it's going to get better at some point. I keep saying this to JP. <laughs> Hopefully it's going to get better at some point, but you're halfway there to a squig army and squigs are really good. Yeah, I think the I think the squig lists that are out and about with the new draws of Mork stuff um, are good. I, I think Nathan was telling me they were like people were doing all right with those lists. Um, before and then they just got like, and they just got buffed. Yeah. buffed and so and, and even in other like kind of grot lists i know that you've personally said you've seen better versions of it but people were running a unit of six of the the rock guts yeah 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 yeah. because they've got like a five up um feel no pain you can teleport them although yeah. you've not really got any way to guarantee their charge but yeah and as soon as can, one dies you can just uh remove the rest for battle shock which yeah, finish five turns and stuff like that. Saves you having to do anything. They move. They move six inches though. They're really fast, aren't they? Too fast, too furious. No, yeah, they're they're. <laughs> I, I think rocker trucks are a good. Like, they're not a good There's unit. Three but, damage each. Yeah, but they're like they're they're. They're either going to do loads. They only or get two attacks though. Yeah, yeah but it's a lot of. Da- they're threes and threes. I know. They're, I've played against Spatches last last weekend. Um, he had his, his trog army over. He, he came over to take part in our Orkney Masters with his trogs. They look good. The best thing going for that box is that the the big ogre, no, the big troll, can oh, be yeah. used as a yeah. counts as for man eater or man crusher gargant. Uh, They're about the same uh-huh. size. Wait, uh-huh. no, it does. The gloom spite one doesn't come with the dank code though. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yes, yeah, so it's, yeah, um, it's got a big boy six, at the back. Uh, rock guts a dank hold and the giant cave squid guy and then two boxes of hoppers I'm looking at the wrong or maybe three boxes of hoppers is it 15 there there's 14 on the box but we think that's maybe a photoshop mishap <laughs> uh, I see. oh yeah okay i was looking at the wrong battle force no that is yeah that's nice yeah the dank hold can be used <laughs> as a proxy man crusher i might eventually move to a fully converted trogs sons of bayam atlas cool. um I just noticed the Zinch one's got a Gaunt Summoner as well. Yeah. Like that, that's yeah. a lot of points, that army. That's it all is. three battle line. It's John Harper's uh, army. Yeah. Really. <laughs> like, you could probably do a Zinch army for under 200 when we see the price of this box, I would say, just by adding stuff to it. Yeah. yeah it's really cool. That's Whereas good. the Maltrive one's him... probably not even 1,000. Maybe no. just over 1,000. It's good, though. That's the Caradron Overlords one's 400 points. Like, <laughs> 400 so, points. 
Maybe maybe five hundred because the heroes in it, but you'll never use that hero. You'll just that take that hero and put more boats in. That hero is good. <laughs> I was using him this week with uh, I gave him the the rocket pack or whatever it's called, where he can he can disengage and fly high, the same as a gun hauler. He's a menace. That's not that hero is that is it not Brock that's in the carriage room box? Oh, is it? Is that who it is? That I, don't know. Was, I thought it was the dirigible guy. It may be the dirigible guy. Let me have a look. Mm. Oh, yeah, it might Wrong. be. Yeah, it is. It's the dirigible guy. Yeah, so I, I gave him the uh, the the jetpack, which is really good. I was torn between that and those bomblets that are good as well. But... Yeah, bomblets are pretty good. Yeah. No. Ah! But I think... Uh, I think it's a good start. If you do, if you are fancying starting a new army for another year, they're always good value. So it's yeah. not it's Brock. It's Brock. Is He's it got a top hat? No. Yeah, Brock's a cock. Nobody should take Brock. You could just convert him into a dirigible. Yeah, you could just into an ironclad. You could just cut him up and throw him in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brock. Brock shit. I think everybody knows that. But yeah, so <laughs> on that bombshell. Uh, so there's there's likely to be I don't know. This is daft now because I think it's tomorrow, is it, that they're releasing details of possibly a new faction or a new box or something? Oh, is this the decadence and decay? Yeah. yeah. So what, like what, I, thought, I thought it was Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday. It's not tomorrow. Oh, Saturday. Yeah, that's. So there'll I mean. be there'll probably be spoilers tomorrow. You know what the internet's like, but it looks like um, Slanesh and then Death Guard for forty k. Okay. But then Are you thinking it's a forty k thing rather than a no, no, AOS I think thing? it's both. I think they're doing um, Slanesh for um, Age of Sigmar and uh, Nurgle for forty k. What do you think it'll be in terms of Slanesh? Like new units, mortals? We've just had a book, haven't we? Not I think it'll ago. be something for mortals because we've just had the a mortal hero and there's not been any Slanesh mortal support. And if you look at the four Chaos Gods, the one that's been absent is Slanesh. Yeah. Having mortals, like um, you've got the, the Zangor, um, Acolytes for Zinch. You've okay. got the, the Blight Kings, and they got new mortal models when their first Maggot Kin book came out. Mm-hmm. And um, Korn have obviously got the a lot of mortals from when yeah. the Age of Sigmar first came out. And Slanesh didn't have any, but I suppose their god, their god was imprisoned, wasn't he? So there well, might have not been elves. as many. They've got elves, though, haven't they? They've got elves. They've got Marathi. That's, that's that's all the. I mean, all the elves. <laughs> they're all Slanesh's little playthings, aren't they? Shut, shut your <laughs> shut your mouth when you're talking to me, Stu. Um, but no, they've uh, they, their gods released now from the new lore, so maybe it stands to reason that they're going to get a lot more people worshiping Slanesh morals and stuff so do you think there's going to be a new a new book or are you thinking this is just going to be like i don't know whether it'd just be a war cry war band or some of that uh, towards a new book isn't it like but how old how old's the slanesh book though it's not well that's it it? it's not old it's not old at all but at this point now all of the books by any standard that are getting replaced are not old like we've now got we've now replaced every battle to them so if you get a battle tome for Age of Sigmar, it's either a new one or it's a replacement. Yeah. Some of them do kind of fare better than others, but yeah, the Slanesh one's only 
well, by time, if, if it's announced now, by the time it comes out, the Slanesh book would be two years old. I know, came out in 2019, like a, didn't it? So it's going like to be like a four-year-old. Oh, yeah, so it'll be 2021 next it'll year. It'll be tw- 2021 it comes out. So it's two years old. The well, dock one that I'm expecting is going to come um, is going to yeah, be three years old. They're well, not Legions old. Legions and Nagash is four years. And, Mag- and well, the Nurgle doc, one's Dock's as old as Legions. So is however, it? yeah, it, Dock came out in February. So, uh, Legions came out in the January. It was uh, or maybe maybe Doc was March, but it was um, Maggot King and Legion of Nagash at the start of the year. Then it was Doc, and then it was Deepkin. Right. Because I was playing Legions of Nagash when they first came out as well. Because that was 2017, wasn't it? For no, it was 2018. 2018, I think. 2018. Oh, I don't know. It was 2018. Yeah, 2018 was the meta of Nagash and Marathi. It was 2018, definitely. Okay. Because I I played at Six Nations, the Nagash and Nefra. Yeah, I just took Arkan that year. Yeah. So that that was um that was uh, 2018. Yeah. No, that's fair. Because the year before. So it'll only be three years old. Well, the year before, what did you take to? What's the um? When you played Tony Moore at that that um? I played the OG Change Host. That yeah, was. You did, but what was that? Were you not playing against the Legions and the Gash book then? No. Was Tony? Yeah, not but it was that? the old one where you had to pay for summoning. It wasn't Legions of Nagash, but no, was it, it just was out of the Grand, Grand Alliance? Grand Alliance yeah, because yeah, okay. it was when he was he was just like roll a dice to try and summon Mortarx, roll a dice to try and summon. Okay, he, was, he was famous for Nagash back then when Nagash didn't have a book. Yeah, he was. I remember that, and he played it. No, that's fair. Because um, when we went to the first time I played Neff at a tournament, and it was Legions. Right enough, I played against Tony, and he had Deepkin, so they must have just come out. And yeah, he didn't know that um, Neff killed you on the six with the dagger, and I and I, I sta- <laughs> and I, and I uh, stabbed Voltornis in the neck with the dagger and killed him. Um, I remember that. That was did the high him, point. Did, that mean, did you turn him into a vampire lord? No, it was the one after. It was uh, when sad. the Legion's book had just come out. So that's right enough. He he just got a deep army on the table. It was the first time I'd ever seen him on the table, and I just. I was playing Legions and Agash at an event. It was in an Aegon for the first time. Yeah, I played them there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well. Yeah. Uh, though the one before, I, uh, I I managed to to get the uh, the Vampire Lord with the um, with the dagger. That was quite nice. But yeah. Okay. Uh, so new faction. We're gonna go with Slanesh. We think we don't think that there's a death thing. I know there's a lot of people praying. I and think hoping. there will be. Just if. If you look at the timeline, then Legions of Nagash is hanging, isn't it? Like as a faction, they're they've not they've not really had any attention at all. If anything, they've been bastardized by Ossiart Bone Reapers. Yeah. So I, I think that I think imminently you've got to have Daughters of Cain because everything's just kind of spread between four different uh, publications at this point. Um, Slanesh because they've kind of hinted at it in the storyline and there's mortals. We also saw the the Slangor um, in the Underworlds warband. Yeah, yeah. And you've got like Zangor and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I want to see Maggotkin as well. And 
I keep going back to this uh, with the Zinch release when we had January in 2017. The November before the Lord of Change kit came out, you got Magnus, and they're very similar kit-wise. So if we're getting like Death Guard stuff, could you could maybe see some Nurgle stuff coming off the back of that at the start of next year as well, which would be cool. And they're the, all the oldest books. Um, the uh, Undead, Doc, Nurgle, and then Stormcast and Nighthunt maybe. Yeah, Stormcast are due another book, surely. Yeah, they've they've not had anything for three years. How long? How long has it been since Stormcast have got their last book? Two two and a half years. Didn't they just get something? Didn't they just get something in the new thing though? No. Two and a half years. Broken Realms. Yeah, didn't they get? In Broken Realms, they got Stormkeeps, which allows them to take city stuff in Stormcast as opposed to Stormcast in city stuff. New broken list, the sixty liberators. Yeah, wow. the yeah, teleport we'll, liberators. Yeah, we'll come on to broken realm shortly because that's that's pretty big, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, okay. So storm, yeah, right enough. I think is that then when the sacrosanct stuff came out? Is that when the last book came out? That was their last stuff. Sacrosanct came at the same time as Night Hunt, which yeah, was the launch of AOS two. Soul Wars. Yeah. yeah. Wow, and that's gone. That's gone fast. It We've had yesterday. They've had a revitalization with every FAQ though, with points changes. There's been like new lists. Yeah. So I think like at the end of last year, you started seeing more Vanguard stuff because people like Mike were taking the nine Raptors, um, in the anvils, like the double shoot. Right. Yeah. And then when the book first came out, you saw Gabriel sure charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Evocators. Then when their points went up, it, it kind of moved. So. It's and kind Nighthawk of got Legion of Grief points. as well. Yeah, they got Legion of Grief. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, it, it was, I guess, placeholder, but it, I think it was uh, pretty nice. You could even see them get wrapped into a new Legions of the Gash book. They, all, they are all technically a Legion. It's just he's got multiple Legions of the Gash, doesn't he? Like, they could yeah. have a faction within a Legion's army. I would prefer that. I don't like. Well, I think I'd, I'd like them to be just this big, massive range of models to pull on, like they used to be. Everything with the death keyword in the one army. I think, um, you can see, like Legions of Nagash was from before we had sub factions. So, like, there's like, you know, you can take Sacrament, but it's a separate faction. To, it's a separate faction, it's separate like, allegiance. Yeah, yeah, separate allegiance abilities, a bunch. So, um, could be a way to combine all those armies, like, and and then say Legion of Sacrament with Arcan is a sub faction of the of the of Battle Tome Legions of Nagash as opposed to an actual separate allegiance. Yeah, feels similar with Gits, like Gits. I think subfactions has already come out with Gits, but for some reason they just sort of are a bit weird about it. But like instead of everything being locked behind keywords that are rather sparingly uh, given out, you you could maybe see um, a, a new book that maybe includes the like the the new subfactions. We've see, seen. I, I like the Gits and the the Skaven because they're both done the same way. I think where. There's like separate allegiances within the one big allegiance. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and depending on what keywords you've got, you've got access to to rules. I think legions of Nagash would have been better if it was like that. Yeah. That's, cool. that's maybe true. I think the thing with Grotz that that is was just always a sad face was um because it gives you I guess because it gives you so many options having a a book like that. Uh, there's loads of stuff like the loon boss is not a grot, you know, fanatics aren't grots. Like I think they were just aware that if you if you aren't limiting it based on sub factions, that it, you can there's maybe a danger of uh, like just mix and matching stuff too much. So yeah. Um, maybe if it was sub factions, they'd feel like they had more freedom. And obviously we've got the mini gets sub factions that have come out. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, it'll be good to see another year. And I think that um, 40k got a bit of love last year. And AOS was massive the year before that, so maybe it's AOS is turn it uh, to be in the the spotlight. I don't know. Um, There's been rumours of a new edition ever since 40k got their new edition, like yeah, this kind of three year cycle sort of it'll thing. It'll probably come at the end of the Broken Realm stuff, you'd imagine, wouldn't you? Yeah. If there's a series like of Broken a... Realms, like one one a month or something, that'll come out for. Yeah, like this, what they're doing with Broken Realms is what Malign Portents maybe should have been. Yeah. Like, Malign Portents was hyped up big time, and that was, like, Malign Portents was going to be awesome, and then it really wasn't. It was just kind of like a website and a couple of web stories, and that was it. Whereas now you've got actual meaningful changes to how things happen in the game on the run. It's almost like a, a mini end times. I think we got endless spells, though, in Malign Portents, didn't we? No. Is that does that not come out? Malign sorcery. Malign sorcery. Oh, it's all it's all malign. It's all bloody malign. That was the precursor to it. Malign portents was about the all the endless spells being created by Nagash. Yeah. Okay. And then we got the um, yeah. What was that other one called? The one which had the Soul Screen Bridge and Forbidden Power. Forbidden Power. That was like a a follow up, wasn't it? Really. Yeah, so that was uh, Teclis's introduction to the to the story. Um, he'd been hiding all Sigmar's artifacts for him, and uh, that was that was all the things that had been locked away by Teclis. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a year later, we get a Teclis faction. So, so aside from my daughter, do we know of anybody else in Scotland who's building Lumina? I fucking hope not. <laughs> because I've not seen them anywhere. There's no pictures of anybody doing them. I know that Matt Kev... is doing them. Or oh, is I, he? At least he was. Um, yeah. I, I know that he was, he was, that, he was right. buying it, but I think he was hoping to get it on the table for um, Scott's event. Lost yeah. in the Damned. Lost in the Damned, yeah. I think that was his it was kind of, it was goal was to get it done for then because he played at Northern Invasion, didn't he, with um, yeah. the rest of the EK guys with the, the destruction stuff. Yeah, and he wasn't he wanting that. He was forced into it. He told me. Yeah, it was for the <laughs> group narrative. But um, yeah, no, I think I think he I think he was buying it up. So I would assume that he has it with Teclas. But you know, I don't think I think um, somebody else in the WhatsApp group has it. One of the new guys. Okay. I think I, I think I saw a message the other day. Somebody saying they just wanted to play with their Lumineth. Oh. Um, so I think we've maybe got somebody with them. Oh, good, good. I, I'm also, looking forward to playing them. I was going to say, I wonder how much, um, like, because there aren't events, I wonder how many people are sort of waiting to see what the list is, you know? Yeah. Like. Yeah, probably. I think a lot like, of people do that. And I don't, I don't even really mean it 
in like a, I'm waiting to see what the best list is so I can netlist and like build that list. I think just if like there've been 10 tournaments and you can see, okay, here are the here are the things people are playing and here's how they've done. It gives you like maybe a bit more of a framework for you thinking about your own list building. If you're like, oh, literally no one plays techless or everyone who plays techless loses, you might be like, okay, well I was 50-50 anyways, you know? Yeah. It's the, just... it's the it's the deadline as well, isn't it, of, of having an event to go to that pushes you to get something actually finished and make those choices. Yeah. Yep, like there's sure. probably limited people in their scene that actively enjoy the part of the hobby of sitting down and painting models. Like I think a lot of people in our scene especially enjoy painting models for an event. Like yeah. the kind of hype of I'm going to get this on the table in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like they, I'm not saying they dislike painting, but when there's not an event to paint for, you probably find that they're just not buying armies either because what's yeah, the point of buying it? I think one of the things I've always said as well is like you can love painting, but like does that mean you love painting 60 Sentinels? You know, maybe you you know like for me, I'm like oh, one of the reasons I'm doing this. Gets on me is I'm like okay I got a mega gargan that's one big thing I got you know a dank hold trog he's a big guy I got six trogs I got one spider shaman I got scrag rot like you get a lot of sort of variation in what what you're getting to paint so mm-hmm. like even if you're motivated to do hobby you might be like I'm not motivated to paint mm-hmm. 90 infantry you know God no no even Awen Madar she said uh she's made a decision she's having none of the wardens in her list. She just can't be doing with them. She's she she almost gave up. She really didn't enjoy building the little spear dudes. And I'm not. She really likes the sentinels. Yeah. No. no. Do you know? Funny thing is, there's a lot of people on the internet that are just like her. That they're all about the sentinels and not about the wardens. It must well, be because of the models. She, she don't want either. She she wants dawn riders and the big cow thing. Uh, yeah, I forgot they had those. Yeah, the big cows look pretty, <laughs> pretty weird, but they're pretty, they're pretty good, I think. Yeah, they're not too bad. I think once they take a few hits, though, and the damage goes from that flat five, um, they start getting pretty, pretty poor. Uh, but I think if you have the the stone dude, oh yeah, oh, they always count as being a full profile. That's they, right. Yeah, think, if yeah. you have him within range. So I think, uh, I, I, you know, she's doing it just based on what she likes the look of, and she's yeah. read the stuff. She's not daft, so she's decided she's going to have a, um, a unit of ten dawn riders and two fives. Um, she's going to have a a caster, but she don't like the model of that thing with the thing on its face, so she's using a a wood elf sorceress, okay. like one of the old ones. And then she's got one or two of those cow things. Um, and then she's not really sure she might ally something in for the rest. She don't want any of the infantry stuff. Yeah. Um, she doesn't like the archers, the helmets. She doesn't like the uh, the spear guys. So yeah, yeah. Let's see how she does. But yeah, that's well, I think I think it'll play. I mean, sounds like it'll play. Like like I know people have been saying. I think since like people have been playing practice games and stuff that the dawn riders are um, surprisingly good. Like They're I think essential. a lot of people. I think a lot of. Yeah, I think I think they're kind of like the horses in OBR, in that when the book came out, they were like, why would you ever take them when they're so much worse than the Mortec Guard? And then people started playing games, and they're like, I would need one unit of something that moves faster than four inches, because yeah. it's it's just a bit tough. Like I think you're, as when you play against armies like that, when you're like 
oh, okay, I can. you can easily see everything your opponent's going to do when they just have slow-moving infantry. So having a little bit, just something, that can run around and be like, um, okay, I, like you need to worry about me getting your backline objective can, um, can add a lot to your list. Yeah, no, I think so. Hopefully there's a way to make them battle line. I've not even thought about that. Because I've not, I've not looked at the box. She's done it all herself. So she's probably not nice. even realised you need three battle line. And she's <laughs> going to need 30 of them stupid spearmen anyway. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I I think to I... make the stone guys battle line. No. Yeah, I think you can make the stone guys. But I don't think she likes them either. Um, she just wants the big cow things. Which, fair enough. But I think the Dawn Riders, if they could be made battle line, would be quite nice. I don't know if you can do it, though. Uh, I'm just checking go. on the fly. I'll have to nick a book and have a read of it. She said I can read it if I want, so that's quite nice. <laughs> she said that you could you could read. She the said book I'm allowed to read. Yeah, I'm allowed to read it. It's nice of her. Yeah. Uh, so Stone Guard can be battle line in America. Yeah. America. United States of America. Yeah, United yeah. States of America. Um. Uh, just Dawn Sentinels Riders. and Dawn Raiden. So C notes for Venari. Wardens, so I think that Dawn Riders get the same battle line rule as Sentinels, where one of them can be oh, battle yeah. line for each unit of Wardens that you take. Alright, uh, um, so she's going to have to take two units of Wardens anyway then. Yeah, so for each Wardens unit then you can you can take one Sentinels or one Dawn Riders unit as battle line, so at least two units of Wardens, I think, unless okay. you go Yamerica and take three units America. of Stone Guards. Yamerica! In America. It's geometrica, isn't it? But that's the meme. Yeah. I might just get her to be mixed order, then she can take something she wants. But we'll see. We'll you see. Not, you not make her eat her vegetables either? Jeez. <laughs> I know, but there's no point making her build something and paint it if she doesn't like it. I mean, she's yeah. only just getting in the hobby. You don't well, want to. Well, fo- I don't want to force her to fucking show. <laughs> I don't want to force her to make thirty of them little bastards with them stupid. This is feet. this is a this is a hobby of hard knocks, Stuart. All you're doing <laughs> is setting her up for a fall later on. Yeah. Anyway, she's not asked me to build or paint anything yet, thankfully. So I'm not. I'm going to say no anyway. So right. Well, there you go. There's news. So. Before we talk, touch on uh, Broken Realms, and I wanted to talk about uh, Warhammer achievements a little bit. Oh yeah. We've got our our regular what's good and why. Oh, so yes. Nathan, what's good and why? You know what I'm gonna say. Go on. But it leads on to Broken Realms. Well, do you want to go last then? I'll go last. Okay. As long as JP promises not to say what I'm gonna say, <laughs> and he knows what I'm gonna say. JP. I'm going to try not to say it. What's um, going to why? Um, uh, I think Gargan's are good, man. I think, why? Uh, like, um, just because counting as 30 models on an objective for 35 wounds with, like, without degrading is, oh. is pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, I think, you know, when one quarter of a war scroll was announced, there was obviously a lot of, like, this army's never going to work. But... And I, I do think it will struggle to fight against armies that have the damage to just to kill a Gargant without breaking a sweat. Like, that that's just, that seems to be, that's the way the cookie's going to crumble. But, you know, I think from playing against um, more tribes quite a lot, like, it's just so strong being able to be like, as long as I am have got a foot onto this objective, 
I'm I'm probably holding it, and obviously they're holding it a lot harder than ten models. Like it's just a very strong rule. Yeah. So I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. I think I actually am a bit worried that they might be um, a little oppressive at uh, in the mid tables. Like you might just like uh, if I play against them with my trogs list, it's like I'm I'm not sure I'm gonna have a lot of options for what I can do against them. I quite liked how you described them in uh, our chat the other was it yesterday where you called it almost like an NPC. Oh yeah, it's like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's a perfect way. Go on, You're basically just standing there giving your opponent quests. Yeah. Go here well, yeah. and take uh, this it, objective. It's just, um, yeah, it it just feels a lot like a like a PvE <laughs> encounter. Like you know, you you're like, okay, there are these four giants standing on objectives, so you have to do 35 damage to each one before turn three, or you'll lose. And it's like they don't, you know, they don't really have a lot of screens, so there's there's not a lot of uh, sort of uh, buzzword interaction necessarily for either player in what they're going to do. You know, obviously, if you're playing, you're going for the top tables with Gargants, you're going to have to make really smart decisions about exactly when you go onto the objectives and like how far you're willing to push. And you know, and I think you'll still have tough games, but I think uh, there's a possibility that it's sort of at the mid tables, you might just find games where you're like, oh yeah, I, I got onto the objectives turn one, and turns out six trogs can't kill a Gargant in three turns so it was over yeah and that's pretty much as you say that's and and it's a shame i mean some people like that though some people like just standing there and rolling dice and taking off their opponent's models and trying to make the saves and you know that's if that's the sort of game they want uh then that's fine i know my boy i'm talking about my kids that he'd love that that he likes nothing more than when we when we're playing toy soldiers for him to stick a dragon on an objective and laugh as i try and take it off him <laughs> you know it's it's absolute perfect play for an eight-year-old boy and i'm sure <laughs> yeah. it will be for other and i'd like it you know it's good for a beer hammer as well um you'd be able to drink twice as much beer and still perform <laughs> to the same standard <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I like it, and I think that there's there's a lot of options for modeling and converting there. Isn't oh they? yeah, fair. I mean, you can't argue that um, they're not amazing models, and that like all the releases we, all the model releases we're seeing from GW, it's just like everyone is like, you know, just another really cool addition to, like the modeling world. So, mm. I would have liked to have seen a few more. I'm not saying new model options. But I would have liked to have seen something. I know you can take a fungoid game shaman, but aside from the man crusher, the three types of mega gargan. You can take a fungoid cave shaman, by the way, because um, the book that he was part of is no longer match play legal. Like the thing that made like malign sorcery is no longer yeah. match play legal. You can't ally. All oh, right. Okay. Him into any destruction. Oh, it's just that it's on the app as an available ally. Oh, interesting. On Azir. So, but then Azir isn't <laughs> known for being up to date. Um, it's just when I've been, I keep checking to see whether or not uh, I can, I can finish my Mortarx army and ally in my, uh, my Gatebreaker guy, uh, the hero version uh, is still not there. Yet when you're building a Mega Gargant list through Azir, um, the only ally it lets you take in at any of the levels is the, the Fungoid Cave Shaman. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think so. But uh, yeah, 
Ah, it'd have been nice if there were some options is all I'm saying. I yeah, think, like I you say, there's no screens. But if you had a screen as well, yeah, then people be. have only got two turns to get, well, one yeah, turn was, to get I, you off the object. I legitimately think if you could ally in Stabbers or Nobblers into Sons of Beta Matt, they'd be one of the best timers in the game. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that it's good. I, I like that there's going to be options for converting, and I think we'll see some good ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've already seen, like, some of the stuff that people have already done straight away is just, it's really, really fucking cool, so. And then my shit one will be there on the tables looking rubbish, because I'm, I'm not going to, it won't look good, mine. Uh, but it'll be there. Put a frog's head on it, mate. Oh, no, I can't now, because you have. <laughs> so, Okay. Well, for me, what's good and why? I'm going to say rivers. Rivers are good. Uh, in terms of, not just rivers in general, geographically uh-huh. speaking, uh, in, in terms of war games. I think the look, uh, well, people have seen our battle reports and stuff will know that we use them a lot. So they look good. I yeah. like that they're two-dimensional, so you can stand things on it without dicking about. Uh, they're pretty cheap, so you can... You know, you can you can get them and you can buy a modular like the ones we use where you can, you know, put kinks in a mirror or afford in them there and this that, and the other. Uh, and yeah, I think that uh, they're good immersively so that not immersing models in water, <laughs> but immersive as in uh, in terms of just they really lift a battlefield. Mm-hmm. That's why. And then and seamlessly the stand models on is other types of scenery. Well, I think that they're easier, yeah, just because some some other scenery where you've got walls or you've got slopes, yeah. there's not much worse than your models keep sliding down it while you're trying to get in a certain position. Whereas a river, that, that doesn't happen. You just go on it. Uh, and there you go. And so, seamlessly, as a side plug, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a um, uh, non-paid advertisement here, but our... Uh, youtube channel for our november giveaway we're giving away two rivers so there you go uh so so other people can enjoy rivers on their uh, tables two rivers i think what am i giving away two rivers and then two vouchers for the store where we get the rivers so that you can either buy a river or you can buy some other stuff a mat or something nice um, nice segue so, yeah there you go so a little a little nudge towards because we have we have uh what we're, we're just shy of 500 subscribers on the youtube thing so if we get to a thousand we can do live stuff so we're trying to just push them up uh so and as a thank you to everybody we're, we're just giving away a few things so play mats who supported the tournaments in the past that we do the events um have give us some rivers to give away um and i think we've got a discount code for everybody which might be just 10 percent off to if you put a code in and then there's also uh yeah some some cash vouchers we've got and some rivers to give away so go over all the all people well people there'll be a video on there you can read it it's like a two minute video it tells you how you can win one so go and have a look and subscribe if you haven't i have i already have yeah well the world our uh, uh and we're still strongly by quite a way actually in third place in terms of the nation that watches the most of our videos is Germany. The, the Germans like our videos. So that's is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. So uh yeah. And the UK's second. So the Americans are top. But there are more of them. 
the if American. I get to visit in January, I'll wear a pair of lederhosen oh, for our battle good. report. Uh, so you've actually committed to that now, then? Yeah, so I've, I've booked but it. Do you own but... lederhosen? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? Okay. Do you not? I don't. No. If I, if I don't, I'll get some. Okay. You can provide the lederhosen. I can't provide the lederhosen. <laughs> I'm not investing in lederhosen. That's like a gargan, a mega gargan. <laughs> you could wear just a mega gargan. How about that? I'll dress as a mega gargan. Okay. So anyway, Nathan, what's good and why? Okay, okay. You ready? Yeah. Marathi. <laughs> I knew it. Why? Marathi. Why? Because she's not Marathi a god. K- you mean Marathi Kane? <laughs> Marathi Kane. Yeah. Okay. Marathi so why? and the Shadow Queen, both of them. So, so explain to people who may not have, who, who may have thought, well, I've not, I'm not bothering with that book. I don't have any fish elves. I don't have any snake elves, and I don't want any stormcast. So, I'm not investing in it. So, so why don't you tell them what's changed and why is she good? Okay. Uh, what the rules wise or the narrative? All of like, it. I don't want to give spoilers. Well, just well, in terms of Marathi, in terms of gameplay Marathi, why okay. is she different? Cool. Okay, so gameplay-wise, you would previously buy this awesome model. Like, the little Marathi is a really, really nice model. You would put her on the table, and then when you get your first turn, you would then take that lovely model off the table and put another bigger, lovely model on the table. And then the other one would just sit at the side, looking on. Now you get to have both of them on the table the whole time and they're very powerful so so is marathi no longer just one person then if she no. can be in two places at once so that's where i'm not sure if we're like we're kind of like a narrative podcast as well aren't we like are we allowed to talk about the story yeah yeah of course we can okay cool so in the broken realms for people who don't want to know maybe yeah spoiler alert yeah <laughs> yeah if you don't want to know if you don't want to know how the story is progressing, go subscribe uh, just, to the channel now. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> fast forward. Click that forward 30 seconds button a couple of times. There you go. Warning has been given. So Marathi was the first to be birthed from Slanesh. Like, I think we, we don't really fully know exactly how she managed to get out, but she got out. And when she got out, she was this big snake right so that is her true form she pretends or she uses her magic to make herself look like the kind of bitch and attractive one that she's got in the box as well um so her whole goal has been to become a god like she's envious of all the other gods like nagash and sigmar and teclas and Tyrion, and uh our our son uh, malarian as well and um this she's been plotting the whole time to become a god so she had all of her like worshippers praying to Cain who's been destroyed and she's been pretending that she's the high oracle of Cain um, just so that she can have all these followers and do her bidding so the shadow stalkers that came out in the new Warcry box they're like her agents uh, like they, they say assassins but they're like almost like spies uh, they went and stole an artifact that Teclis was using to pull the deepkin souls out of slanesh when he made the deepkin the deepkin stole that artifact when they ran away from teclas because they were worried that he would use it to find them when they escaped so they went and stole that um uh, artifact this 
um, lantern, and she used the iron heart of Cain that she's got, which is a powerful artifact as well, combined with the lantern to pull out king souls from Slaanesh because she wanted to absorb the power of the old slain kings that Slaanesh had devoured so that she could become a god. Um, so she's in there eating up all the king souls from Slaanesh's body, getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And uh, the really cool part is that one of the souls, she kind of remembers it from a, a previous life. Like she felt a great attachment and love to this soul and she kind of hesitated for a second. The theory is that that was the first phoenix kin, uh, Malarian or Malekith's dad, who like Marathi was with. And when she hesitated, he like slashed forward with like a sword of fire and split her in two. Uh, so she's been able to take all the power to become a goddess. Um, so she is like almost like a god in her own right now, but she's been split in two as like almost like a, a punishment. Um, that's like the downside to all this extra power she's got. So yeah, that's I, I thought it was a really cool story, really cool. Like the way that it's delivered in the book. Like if you if you don't want to buy it for the rules, the story is really good. I was saying to JP the other day that it splits it into different acts, so it's really easy to digest. And then there's different types of prose as well. So you've got it from a narrator's point of view, and you've also got some from like inside these characters' point of view. And the the bit that I just talked about there was from like Marathi's point of view when she's in there eating all these uh, souls to get stronger. But no, it's the first bit of um, the first Age of Sigmar book that I've really enjoyed. Um, and I'm just excited to, to play with the, the model now because it's just that it's completely unique to the game having these two models on the table. And one of them you can almost like not really even interact with. You can't kill the little one. You've got to kill yeah. the big one. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's cool. Really cool. Really cool for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's why Marathi is good. She's awesome. So... I was gonna go to Warhammer achievements briefly next, and then we'll, but we'll we'll stick on stick on Broken Realms. So I've I've got at the book. I've not read it every word. In fact, I've mainly given it cursory skims, and I suppose there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, but first of all, it looks. I mean, the quality of that book. I mean, yeah, it's an amazing looking book, and I was surprised at the price. Normally, um. These sort of things, like the Realmgate Wars ones and stuff, where you've got these uh, they were these much sorts of bigger books. though, weren't they? They were much bigger, and they're, but they were about fifty. Probably didn't have much more content. Yeah, they were fifty. But this, I mean, a few years later down the line, you've got something that's a good sized battle tome that you'd be happy getting. It looks nice with like a the Broken Realm sort of, I don't know, stylized coloring, like the, I don't know, it's like a a plum if you like color down the spine but it's a good quality book there's loads of artwork and that's really good uh, i like the story progression in it i've again i've been reading through the the initial acts and things like that and reading a bit about the backgrounds for me though uh, it doesn't do what i want but i mean i suppose that's mainly because it's not relevant to my collection i don't have uh i don't have any of the armies that are covered in here <laughs> or that are given any kind of changes to war scrolls or new rules i was quite excited and i hoped the campaign had been more generic but there is a campaign in there which talks i mean it's fair enough because it follows the story and everything it's the armies that are featured in the book it so is the and cities of sigmar and stormcast yeah it's all slaves of darkness and daughters of kenya yeah and i just i didn't know whether it'd be generic um 
and I've read through it, and it's good, but it's not anything I can play. I don't have any of yeah. the, the stuff for it. So it's 120 so, pages, and 90 pages of it are backstory and lore. Yeah. So you've got 30 pages of rules in each of the books, but I think these are going to be fairly rapid releases. Yeah. Like I think you're going to have some that are going to appeal to people with certain collections like the i think it's a really smart business model for them as well because like somebody like me like i technically don't have any of the armies on the table right now that are in this book like i I suppose i've got some slaves to darkness stuff but i'll probably buy all these books now just to kind of follow along the story if they're going to be similar in the sense that there's two third no three quarters of it is going to be narrative and advancing the story and then there's almost like there's just some added rules in as a bonus In the past with them all, like the Realmgate Wars ones, I didn't bother with the campaign books, and I just bought the novels, and so that's how I kept up with the story, reading the novels. But this one, I like the way it looks, and, you know, I also like to be able to read the different upgrades to different armies and and get a feel for how the battalions and things work anyway, so I don't mind owning it. I suppose that the only thing is that people who are getting it is just to be aware that it's really you're just going to be using it for understanding the progression of the the narrative and for what your opponent's army's buffs are going to be as opposed to your own. But I bet one will come out for everyone. You know, the next one might focus on chaos or something or, or on death. I'm sure there'll be a death one. If anything's clear by the style of this, I think that they're each going to focus on a pivotal character yeah. in the story. And it's not going to be purely focused on order and chaos. No. I, I'd quite like to see a Neff one, because Neff would be better than Marathi. Scragrot won a riot. Yeah, <laughs> dis- Destruction's going to be the big one for me, because you've got Scragrot and you've got Godrak. Godrak, who yeah. Are both, like, Godrak's a, he's a massively unexplored character in Age of Sigmar, in my opinion. Like, God, Godrak has the potential to be a really cool character, so... Yeah, the novel with him in the Fist of Gork one yeah. is a really good one. So, yeah, I think they could progress him. So, Destruction's got some pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a Skaven story in there somewhere, because Skaven stories are always cool. Like, Thankful is still a character, and he's one of my favourite characters. And Like, I don't know what it says about my personality traits, but my favourite characters are Marathi and Thankful. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, no, it's, uh, I think he's going to come up at some point. And what I really want is I want to find out finally who the Prime is. Sells oh, the yeah. Prime. So we not know who he is. No, we don't. We there's loads of people that think that he is Carl Franz, and oh, then there's Volten. lots of people that think he's Volton. Loads of people that think that he Volten? could be um, Felix oh, uh, yeah. from Gotrick mm-hmm. and Felix stories. I don't. No, I don't think he will be that one. But there's like loads of theories, and when I was at etc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we know that he is someone. He, a, he is a stormcast now, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He's been, he's been in like the lore somewhere, but I think um, I think he's I think that reveal's coming because they've been talking about that for a couple of years now, saying like they already know who he is. So yeah. I think I'd like that, a new war scroll for him as well. Yeah, like if there's like a new Stormcast update, like he's been releasing all these chambers, like Sigmar just going, I'll just throw in another new chamber. I think I think it would be cool if they just finally revealed who the Celestine Prime was and give him 
they want like Helm. Yeah, yeah D Helm. D Helm. So they sell a ten pound sprue with just a just a head. A head. Fucking <laughs> awesome. A big head. Yeah. A head and a bigger base. Make him a god. That's what oh, we want. Oh, just a Hamilcar book. Because Hamilcar <laughs> is awesome. I'd have I'd have Broken Realms Hamilcar just with a big laughing man with a beard on the front. There's a couple looks... of cool, a couple of cool characters in this Broken <laughs> Realms for Stormcast. Yeah. I, it'd be quite good. I'm looking forward to a bit of Stormcast, Stormcast progression as well, to be honest. Um, I, I want Ruination Chamber. I want to see what it's all about. I've been waiting. We've all the been waiting. Stuff in this book, the the Deepkin story was really good because they needed like a little bit more to their story, especially post Realm Lords, mm-hmm. because Realm Lords are as important a part of the story for Deepkin as the Deepkin story is from the the battle tome, because they're kind of like take two aren't they from techless mm. um so no i think uh i think the deep king got a really good update in this book as well cool and have you what have you your thoughts of it then jp um i haven't looked at it like uh, nathan's been telling me about it um it sounds super cool sort of i i probably would consider picking it up maybe now that i've heard like people have said a lot of good things about it um but sort of what you said, like it wasn't about my armies, and um, it's all about order, the worst faction. So um, there was that. But uh, yeah, it sounds cool, and I I definitely think it uh, like it seems to go hand in hand with just this growing body of like as Eos grows over time, like the lore builds on itself, you know? Because like I I've sort of felt quite disconnected from the lore in Age of Sigmar for a long time. I don't really understand like what people are up to living in the realms and stuff like that. And like what people are exactly fighting over. And I think just as more and more stuff comes out, it like sort of compacts down the lore that we've had previously and makes these characters sort of seem cooler and seem more alive and tie this stuff up. So cities um, was a really good book for that. Kind of like to, <laughs> everybody made the joke about where are, where are the farmers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like the the cities updates and broken realms as well like talking about Misthaven and um some of the other cities from the realm of shadow really add a lot of depth to the story that's cool uh, like the the whole story and uh aos is really starting to get fleshed out now yeah it's really cool. no it's good it is so uh what about alapexes tell me about your thoughts on an alapex nowadays pretty good yeah, even better. I liked them before, but now they've got more attacks and some tech. So, yeah. So they're monsters now as well. No, they're not monsters. They're still they not were, monsters, are they? Yeah. They, they were monsters. Okay. They used to be monsters until the new War Scroll removed the ah, monster right, keyword okay. from the War Scroll. So they're no longer monsters. I see. Yeah, so they're no longer monsters. Uh, but they've got extra bites. Mm-hmm. So they're on three bites. So I was looking at it. And just taking in melee attacks at first. So how much is an Alapex in points? They are... 110? 100? 110. So uh, you get three bite attacks. Threes and threes run two, two damage, which is the same as a Kurnoth Hunter with a sword, I suppose. Then you get another six attacks that are threes and threes, no rend, one damage. Uh, so that's pretty good. And then you've got your Harpoon Launcher, which is four attacks... At two, 24 inches, threes and threes, one rend, one damage. You take, the, you take the net instead of the harpoon. Yeah, yeah. The, 
the, the net's threes and threes for three damage, yeah. but if you've used the net, um, they can't pile in, can they? And you just have to. You hit. just need to you score a hit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on a three. So it's it's pretty good. And if you're within three inches of an enemy model that's had wounds allocate, that's got wounds allocated to it, um, or it's within three enemy units that have had any models slain, it gets an extra bite. So they're pretty nasty. And they're eight, yeah. eight wounds. 14 yeah, eight inches. Wounds and I think I, re- I read somewhere that Deep can get access to commandability that gives them extra attacks and you can stack it. So, Wow, that's pretty good. I uh yeah I think I just think to put it in perspective that bite attack was one attack on the old boss girl I think yeah so you're up to three now yep. four if they've been wounded and potentially you can get another one from another point I mean that's they've obviously got a lot of sharks to sell either that or Andrew Stevens uh <laughs> sent them a lot of cash so anyway uh Alapexes are good. Uh, there are now some mount traits for the deep mares and the leviadons. Leviadons are pretty. Leviadons pretty are good well. now. They're unsung heroes from this book. Everybody's looking at the sharks, but like everybody likes the turtle as a model. Yeah. And I think it's a legitimate choice now. Like you can, it's but you can give it like a, a two up, unrendable, yeah. and when it's yeah. when it's unwounded, and now. It gives plus one save to everything in its range, as opposed to oh. uh, to cover. Like cover, I, d- I don't know why they gave them cover, because all of the buffs that Deepkin had access to were from charging, and they were a largely combat army, and you you couldn't ever really benefit from the cover that yeah. the turtle gave. Yeah, so now that it's just plus one save. Player, and now they've yeah. thankfully taken that away. <laughs> now Deep Deepkin Deepkin are. I don't think it's going to make Deepkin any stronger. I just think that it might yeah, allow us yeah, to yeah. see some different lists, yeah. other than just all eels. Like there's some legitimate choices now. For sure, might not be as good as just all eels, but I think again, like you, you don't necessarily need things to be as good as eels. You just want that if you don't play eels, you're not just asking yourself why you're not playing eels. You know? Yeah, I like it's an option. Part of it. The Eidolons as well. I mean, they're pretty. Oh yeah, they, they well. seem good. Eidolon of the Storm is always one of my favorite models, and like you can retreat and charge, and when you when you charge, you heal with the Eidolon of the Storm. Yeah. Um, and like it, it's just it's just insane. Like it gives uh, reroll ones to wind to everything close by, buffs bravery. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. No, there's some good options, and I think that's the key thing. That in the past, all you saw was eels. Uh, one of the guys who pointed at people to give the pluses to charge, and then the Akelan King of uh, Voltonus to make them yeah battle line battle line, and that was pretty much the list, wasn't it? But looking through this now, I mean, there's no eels in this book, and that's because eels don't need changing, but the stuff that's in here has made it viable or is a viable choice. So, like you say, you you can play it now, and you can probably compete quite well, and not just think. Oh, I should just take eels. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I think it's good. I think that it is a. I always maintain just a, a level of cynicism in that um, gamers tend to have a little bit of a if you're not first, you're last mentality in general. So it's sort of like right now we're like, wow, everything seems cool and viable, and then after a short time, someone comes up with the list, you know, sort of the 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 sort of list, um, 
and people sort of get stuck on that again, whether it's eels or some other build with mostly eels or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, it, but it's definitely nice changes. Yeah. Uh, so now Broken Realms is positive, and I think that it's not too expensive that I begrudge having bought it and it not doing anything for my stuff because, to be honest, there's enough background and lore in there um, that yeah, I'm comfortable comfortable with the cost of it and the quality nice. of it to pay that it's like 20 pound for the book yeah with your kind of standard discounts isn't it like it's it's not bad no no not bad at all so there you go broken realms try it out so jp warhammer achievements this you didn't mention this last time we were on and then something like the next day it launched well, no, we, we I think we were talking about it the last time we talked because we were saying we wanted more stuff like that. And I was like, well, uh-huh. let's, let's go. I mean, it's sort of been in the pipeline yeah. for a while. Um, I think it started just as the idea of like, like um, you have badges. You're like, oh, this is the person who is best in faction for, you know, Soul Blight or whatever. Um, yeah. And um, one, of the, one of my sort of motivations was like, I want more things for people to compete for when you go to events because i think a lot of people are like not particularly interested in competing for the top one spot at an event you know or a podium they're like you know when i think when people get to the table they want to win that's the focus but you know a lot of people are like i don't plan on reading every release that comes out thinking about tactics versus different armies optimizing my list you know i want to take the models i want and i want to make a cool list and then i want to turn up on the day and do my best to win so i want to you know and best in faction things support that a little bit you know you're like you always play Gloomspike Gits, who, you know, aren't as powerful as some of the other factions, but you are the best player around who does that. So so that was sort of the motivation to give more things to play for if you want to be a, you know, sort of a competitive version of whatever kind of player you are. So, um, yeah, the achievements came out of that. And for people who don't know, it's basically just at listbot.co.uk. There's um, an achievements page for, and it gets sort of automatically populated for people who have uh, gone to events um, in the UK or um, uh, uh, globally if you're if it's recorded on tabletop.to and it just gives you achievements for doing various things in AOS so like there's achievements for playing you know playing your same faction multiple times for the factions you've played against and won and then um, I've sort of gone ahead and added a you know there's one for killing Marathi. Um, there's one for killing all the, you know, a lot of the sort of God characters, the special characters so that you can go around and you can be like, okay, look, uh, you know, in this, you know, I only need to kill one more of the sort of, um, 20 God, uh, the named unique characters in Age of Sigmar, and then I can get the last one, um, of those achievements and you sort of get a little score that tells you how many points, how many achievement points you got and stuff like that. So yeah, overall it's just basically, um, to just add another, level of things to be interesting interested in playing for when you go to an event if you're not building your list just for like top table performance yeah it's good so so um who's top at the moment it's something ridiculous yeah it's mike it's mike Mike. um sometimes there's just nothing you can do to fix bugs like that though um (laughs) but no yeah i mean it's been really uh it's been cool and um i think like uh, I think, you know, there were like a couple days where when I would, you know, tweet out that there were new achievements and, you know, I go, I think I got like 450 <laughs> achievement requests of people being like, actually, I have done this. So, you know, I did it at uh, whatever this event was X years ago. 
Um, so that that was sort of fun to see all the all the engagement on, and hopefully when events actually start back up, um, uh, it'll provide some some entertainment. Should yeah. be able to be at the stage where even like while you're at the event, you can get a little um, you can get a notification or check the website and be like, oh yeah, I just finished this game and TTO updated, and now I've got now I've got the achievement for beating you know Beast of Chaos or whatever yeah. you did. So. Rankings well, I, were always a good interest, but now that it's all going to be updated automatically, I think it's going to be a real buzz when events start. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that I think that was a big thing. I know we've talked about it before. Is just like it, it, it like I think people like being able to immediately check the rankings after um, after an event because they're like, oh yeah, I, you know, I did I did pretty well this event. I want to see if I got uh, you know like a good new score or whatever. So. Hopefully, uh, some of that technology that's sort of uh, come out of doing the achievement stuff will also be good just for the rankings in general. So we have to use TTO. You don't have for, to. So for like, it, you could, like for, 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 for automatic, for, yeah. 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 So if people are taking part in the northern rankings side of things, or in the other elements of it, um, and they know that the the tournament isn't on TTO, but they want the results to be included, how do they? How would they go about getting them included? Yeah, at that point, basically, you're just, you know, just let me know however you want to let me know, basically. Yeah. So, like, um, you can just send me the ladder. There are achievements for, you know, playing games of AOS, for playing games as your faction, um, for, you know, okay, uh, you know, I came, you know, I got, a, I got a podium or stuff like that. And so that works with just the ladder. Um, obviously, a lot of the achievements, like, okay, have you ever beaten this faction, rely on... Um, yeah. having access to who played who but mm-hmm. yeah i mean again it's not it's not intended to be some uh you know super exclusive club or whatever like that like so it's 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 designed to make people feel like there's more stuff going on that they like to like to build community enjoyment so if you've got stuff and you're like oh i you know this wasn't on tto but i want to submit it uh just let me know um but mm-hmm. ideally use tabletop to and then it can be updated automatically and faster than having to wait for me to figure out uh what i'm doing or anything like that well i think it needs some recognition and i think that you've done a really good job with it so thank you very much from you because uh no it's a nice surprise and i know you put a lot of time in and uh yeah as people should check it out and um yeah no i i I do i want to thank you very much for doing it because well, it's not just the the ranking side but all those other things and like you say you you're giving people who are maybe going to tournaments just for nothing else really competitively other than to to achieve some certain i don't know they might set themselves some personal goals on there rather than just beating themselves up for not winning a game or something so i think i think it's only a positive thing so so no it's a it's definitely good work and I had a couple of people who told me who were like, oh, I've never really been interested in tournaments before, but I do kind of want to get into this. And I think that I think that could be a cool thing because I know from I think people who don't go to tournaments, there can be a bit of a rep of like, I don't want to go to a tournament because they think of sort of the worst experiences they've had with competitive gamers in friendly games. And they think that's what tournaments are about. Yeah, but I think once you go, you find it like I was talking about this just today, like some of my sort of worst gaming experiences were just friendly games against someone who just really, really had to win. And it's like tournaments don't tend to be like that. Even, you know, you're playing uh, game five, table one, and you're having a friendly game against someone else who's like 
look, I've played a lot of competitive Warhammer and you win some, you lose some, you know, so, and that's not to say that people aren't sort of serious about the gaming at some, at, at some points and people obviously have different experiences, but like, I think it's for me and I know for a lot of people, it's a social thing. It's a weekend of Warhammer, you know, you go, you play your games, you get to go out and you get to talk about Warhammer at the pub. And I think that's just like uh, really fun. And if, if, if sort of Warhammer achievements can encourage people who wouldn't otherwise go to events to, to go to an event and, and like get to experience in that, if someone's like, oh, I went to an event, you know, I never wanted to go to events because of the competitiveness. And then I won and I found out they were good fun and I was sort of wrong about my preconceptions. I think that's that's a huge success. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, anything from yourself on it, Nathan? No, just uh, please everybody go and update stuff on it because <laughs> all uh, the requests <laughs> it needs to be worthwhile all the <laughs> messages from jp when he was sent up <laughs> <laughs> honestly like i think you almost drove yourself insane oh, it, it isn't actually insane amount of work like how many yeah. achievements did you update like uh, you take like 300 and something now. yeah if you don't even want to to check where you are on the ladder whatever just go and read some of the names of the the achievements because they are comedy gold like um, yeah. rage against the machine win a game list brought predicted you to lose like things like that are just <laughs> hilarious that yeah. is actually one of the fun parts picking the names i feel like is a perk is yeah a perk the perk of getting to do it yeah the real fake martak i don't i don't think that's right is it <laughs> <laughs> some of them had more or less ever put into them some of them are maybe personal jabs against people that i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh no, it is good. And the will of the machine spirit. Populate oh, yeah. all the faction names for your event history on this page. <laughs> like just fill out data, and you get an you get a, an achievement, which I've still not done. I should probably yeah, do. Nice. So it just knocked Mike off the top spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's really cool. Yeah, I, I really like it. So we we have a question, question, mm-hmm. and it's not a long one. So here you go. This is from uh, uh, from one of our our supporters, and they've said um, there's a question on the mind. When it comes to tournaments, how is the Scottish tournament scene, TOs and players wise, when it comes to people using converted models? Uh, so that's the first part of it. And converted models, I don't think there's a problem. It's appreciated. Um, uh, I think players like seeing. <laughs> yeah yeah the mega gargant drog no, i always enjoy playing against an army that's um that's got converted models yep. I, I don't think there's a problem with that at all it's it, it's part of the hobby isn't it and it's a you know yeah, it's a respected part of the hobby yeah you get everything from like kit bashed as well as converted like con- converted is definitely applauded kit bashed i've seen some really cool ones um and then we've seen some counts as in Scotland as well, and some of yeah. them have been really cool. And I then JP's even just like taking the wrong size base on a lot of his models like as well. It's like a kind of conversion. It's because he knows that's one of the main achievements that scores the highest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that's a key thing as well to make the difference between certain things. So you've got your conversions, which might involve you know, getting your hobby saw out, using some green stuff, even sculpting some stuff yourself and making something or adapting something. Mm-hmm. You've got a kit bash, which is basically mixing and matching your different um, 
manufactured parts maybe with a bit of green stuff just to make things uh not appear jaunty and out of place you've got your counts as which is other manufacturers models perhaps that uh, you're using um to represent models in age of sigma or out of date models that no longer have a war scroll which is very different counts as from proxies in that mm-hmm. when you've got a counts as model you might be using uh i don't know horses with um vargeist wings stuck on them to represent pegasus knights or something mm-hmm. which you know i mean these are there are well that'd be more of a conversion i suppose or a mm-hmm. kit bash but when you're using one model that's got its own raw war scroll but using it to represent something else um that's a proxy where you just it's just taking the place of another model and it's supposed to be just a temporary thing really in in a friendly setting where you work out whether it works that's generally frowned upon like corvus cabal as marauders (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty glad i didn't end up doing that army but it would have looked sick it would look sick yeah but no that that's the thing that's that's what's generally frowned upon is the proxy and as opposed to the counts as counts as is fine i remember uh joe ward who used to be really good painting um and he was in the scene in scotland uh when it first shifted across to age of sigma and he used to use the rhinox cavalry um that forge world did but because they didn't have a scroll in age of sigma um he used them as um monfang which was mm. it looked awesome but their accounts as um if they did have a war scroll then it, it wouldn't be the same because you're using something it's like you don't use uh a, a, a storm vermin as a clan rat or, or the alter normally it'd be a clan rat as a storm vermin because it's clearly a different model but yeah conversions are anyway I'm, I'm digressing i think it's always important to just double check with the to because yeah heavily converted or kitbashed models aren't everybody's cup of tea so like the kadai that i took to northern invasion weren't like there was a couple of people just didn't like it and some people did like it and um, so it was just it was based on spirit hosts and blood letter horns so like that's like a almost accounts as well it's accounts as and it's converted it's not just one model as something it, else it, it's accounts as kit bash conversion yeah <laughs> but it's heavily converted kit bash count as so and um, you just always need to check with your to because yeah. i'm pretty sure that there'll be some like I've, I've not taken them to another event since because of covid but like i would imagine that there would be some tos that would be like do you know what no i don't like it um so you just need to always ask yeah and it's different as well for the independent scene to uh a sort of a a gw run tournament because they won't really have that in scotland no No. it's a a lot easier for an independent to give permission than it is for gw because i know that you can email gw ahead but they don't like it's not dead easy to figure out how to get in touch with them because they don't use social media but but, i suppose you could probably tweet steve wren gw is generally okay but it has to be either has to be done yourself or it has to be their own models you can't use third party models yeah Uh, shout out to steve filling out his uh his best painted achievements Uh, which he'll have loads of i'd imagine yeah yeah, I think he listed a bunch of the events he'd gone in, and I was like, 
just doing just doing the Lord's work. Yeah. And now he has ten fake internet points to reward him. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. So so yeah, conversions are good. They they're well respected. It's a skill in itself. Uh, and so the second part is what's the feeling about models? I suppose this is just a permanent permanent uh, personal one to us, such as the Skaven Warlord on Brood Horror. Uh, the old Falkworld mini. Now, is that no longer a? Is that no longer got its own scroll or something? Is that going to be accounts as for something else? Or I thought the Rune Horror did still have one. I thought yeah. it did as well. It could be Legends now, but I think it's still because it's a Forge World model. I, I think yeah. it's in the um, Monstrous Arcanum or uh, whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. So, well, the, yeah. the question still makes sense, I guess, about um, models in general that are. Yeah. Retired not, models. And if I it's think not a retired model, then it's fine. Yeah, they look great though. Even if they're retired models, yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can use them as a you counter. Can use it something else. Michael so, Hans has one of those um, brood horror models, yeah. or at least he did. I don't know if he sold it, but he took it to a tournament once, and it's just awesome model. Yeah, I think I bought it. Um, as a, I'm not sure if this necessarily is part of the question, but in case it is, if I think in like now that we're in the point where it's like our legends allow legends are allowed at events if the TO approves. Mm. I think most uh, Scottish TOs would be like, yes, you can play your Tomb King's army or your Brett's army or unless you're JP and yeah, you want whatever. to take. Yeah, well, I'm obviously personally <laughs> a target of attacks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in general, I think the Scottish scene is pretty friendly, and if someone wanted to do like I think I think also a big thing when you're when you're checking with a TO for anything I think people are pretty good at judging intent you know like as you said if someone's like oh I'm just using clan rats instead of you know plague monks or whatever it's kind of like okay that seems like you're maybe just trying to use a cheaper model because you don't want to like you don't want to pay for you know whatever the actual plague monks are whereas like um if someone's like oh you know I really love uh my Bretonian army and here's a picture of it and I still want to play it people are going to be like yeah okay doesn't sound like you're trying to do any weird gamey things it sounds like you want to play the models that you really like so I can't imagine many TOs having an issue with that no no and the thing is most well all TOs are welcoming and encouraging of new people to come along yeah uh, it, uh, it is legends now by the way though yeah yeah Good Brutor, yeah, it's, uh, under the, it's under the Legends pitch battle profiles on the last page, Monstrous Arcanum. So it so, falls under there. So the tournament packs will say whether or not Legends are allowed, and if they don't, just fire Just ask the, the TO as well, yeah. I think I think it's going to be more... I, it sounds odd, this, but it's going to be more difficult for new people to get into the hobby, I'd imagine, next year, in terms of tournament play, just because with the restricted numbers we're likely to have, um in venues and at events i think even even people who've been going to tournaments for a long time are going to struggle to actually get places aren't they Um, for a while gonna need to hold on to a couple of places for new people i think rather than just pin up and having all the old guard come in and buy them on the day yeah Yeah, because otherwise the whole time (laughs) otherwise it becomes even more perceived as a clicky old boys club sort of thing where we we don't want that ever and you know we've been lucky in that for a few years we have been growing the scene but we have got to the stage now where events do did sell out 
at, at you know knocking on 50 players in Scotland and if our uh, if our cap's going to be 24 um it's going to mean that it's just going to be challenging just an idea maybe just for the times that we find ourselves in but maybe for 21 uh, 2021 the TOs up here could just kind of combine their events to be like a heat system yeah so like in, I know that it would you would maybe not want to do it because you always run your northern invasion or whatever but it could be pretty cool to just do like heat one and then if you've been in heat one then you can't get into heat two until there's like spaces left over and then yeah. heat three or whatever just to to try and let everybody get a chance to go to events yeah well uh, I, d- I definitely feel like for me as well they're like having been through this like year off where we couldn't do events i'm like I just want to get out and play. So, like, even if we have to compromise on event, like sort of we were talking about, even if we have to compromise on on competitive integrity, as it were, I'm sort of like, if we're back to just, you know, playing playing events, getting Warhammer on the table until it's um, back up, uh, I think that's pretty cool. And as you say, I think it's a good idea to reserve some spots for new people. Because, you know, there might be people who are like, oh, I finally painted my first AOS army thanks to lockdown and it's like you don't want those people to be like and now i want to get to an event and it's like well there aren't any because new, new and old as well though just people that couldn't get the ticket in time that maybe maybe they were tournament regulars or whatever but the tickets went on sale two days before their payday and then all the tickets were gone um just to, to try and give people that haven't been to an event this year a chance to go that's the main thing because uh, yeah everybody just wants yeah to go. yeah okay yeah you mean so like you can only go to one of the two heats. No, not that you only can, but like you like so you go to you go to the first event of the year yeah. and then you can't buy a ticket for the second event of the year yeah, until everybody who couldn't go to the first event yeah. of the year has an opportunity to buy okay, a ticket. Yeah, no, I think yeah. that's a really good idea. Not not even not even like a, a competitive heat based thing yeah, leading yeah, into yeah. finals, just more a sense of like rotate the people who can go. No, no, I think that's a really good idea. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah, no, no just that that's good to get everybody back into the swing of it and i agree like i couldn't give a hoot about the competitiveness of the event i just want everybody to to get yeah. back to the tables it's the main thing yeah and i think other things certainly what i'll consider is um having two one day events back to back instead uh-huh. of a two day event just maybe for this year just to give more people the opportunity to go so yeah. maybe have two uh I don't know 24 person events rather than uh that are one day each rather than one 48 person event over over two days just to so that yeah, everybody yeah. gets to play um and then maybe that can be the same whereas the top uh the top 12 out of each of the two events can qualify for a two-day event later in the year or something and you know i might i might think about different ways of doing things um yes just for just for the coming year so that everybody gets a everyone gets a chance it's a bit of a pain for those of us that travel a long way and you know i like to make a weekend of it because it's yeah that's what i was gonna say you could release the the saturday tickets first and then release the sunday tickets and give everybody who doesn't have a saturday ticket the first dibs and then the remaining ones could go to people that are already going on the saturday so some people could make it a two-day affair if they're traveling I, th- I think that's certainly how i'll be doing things next year um for the first event that i'll do anyway but i might do that and just say that the you know the top 10 out of each can qualify for a two day or later in the year 
but we'll see we'll see how things are you know yeah, we might yeah, all yeah, have been don't... inoculated and we might all be fine <laughs> yeah uh, i think for the next year at least we're yeah. gonna have random dropouts as well due to exposure and stuff yeah, so yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be an awkward year but i think it's definitely gonna be better than 2020 anyway <laughs> yeah. for me i think a, b- a big thing is i i am gonna be like I'm, i want to go back to i want to play another two-day event because we've got, i think i've been to one or two lockdown uh one day events and again it is really fun um to get actual warhammer on the table but uh i do miss again a lot of it for me is the social experience of the, the saturday of the, night yeah the saturday night and like having the whole weekend and and all that yeah no, and I'll travel as well. Um, oh, yeah, me and you both travel. Obviously, you travel like 10,000 boat miles or whatever. Yeah, but I'll go to events that are not in Scotland because if the Scotland ones are only one a month and you're having to miss them because you've been to some to give everybody a chance, then <laughs> I'm I'm happy to travel to England for events or abroad if, yeah, if my house too. it's safe. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and people can come here, you know. I, I can easily have an eight-man tournament in my house. Um, I can easily do the sort of the carnage type thing that um, uh, that Adam does down in uh, down in Kendall, that where he does the eight person sort of exclusive um, true three game. Let's find a winner. I, uh-huh. I could easily do that. I've got enough space. I've got enough terrain. I've got enough mats. Uh, if, I've got if enough I can space get Torkney in stuff. January, I'll take you all on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you get a thousand points and we get two thousand each all at once. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you've got Marathi and we've got no hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're playing six thousand points versus two thousand points, but it's three places of power versus Marathi, so it doesn't yeah, matter. It's fine. I'll do it. Yeah. No, that's grand. Well, I think uh, I think that's us. We had a we had a window. We've got um, uh, we've covered what we wanted to cover. It's good to speak again. Um. I know that you've got parental responsibilities now and, and school t- to deal with. Uh, and I've got to work out with this new technology, how the hell I, uh, I I can convert something and try and stitch it together without audacity. So that'll be fun. Yeah, so this will be the first podcast of 2021. So Yeah, possibly. <laughs> that's it. Coming to you in March. Yeah, yeah the plague's over. So no, no, that's grand. Well, thank you very much. And thanks for joining us, people. Um, Oh, is there anything else? I think that's everything. So that's goodbye from Orkney. Goodbye from here. <laughs> goodbye from Leamington Spa. Hey. Right. I'm going to press a button. I'm going to press a button. Genuinely forgot where it was for a second.
Yeah. 